outsource the project like what 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 would we actually do to fund this fucker like what is acceptable and you're like god this has all got a bit real i was kind of hoping we'd get a bit more time sitting around on beanbags talking about crypto cryptographic primitives but it's all become a job real quick you know welcome to game of nodes a weekly podcast from independent validator teams Hello, welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast from independent validator teams. And I don't actually know when that started, so I can only assume that it was it was bef- it was after anything. Hor- we were saying horrible things in the pre-show, so I can only assume it was after then. Um, and uh, and don't worry, like if you did hear any of what happened before that, no kittens were actually harmed in the making of Usurper's Thanksgiving meal. Don't worry about that. It didn't happen. That was a joke. That was an inside joke between friends. No kittens. (laughs) You obviously have no idea when that started. (laughs) He has none. About when you joined, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's like immediately after I joined. (laughs) Immediately, let's go. So um, for those of you tuning in, um, yep, we're back to full force. Disappointingly, I I was listening back to last week's podo, and I have to conclude that the ad hoc panel assembled, Avengers Assemble style, um from from the wreckage of miscommunication uh was was a stronger panel than than the usual one so so well done Null. um that was a test um <laughs> I, i'm glad to see you passed um it, that well, was well to be uh, fair i contributed very little to the conversation it was the final part of your of your fault tolerant and resilience module for your um, node operations uh 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 course so yeah, I, I'm, yeah. Your your certificate is in the post. You you are now an official operations guy. You may now grow your neck beard at least three times that length. Um, so, you must grow your what? neck beard at least two times that length. So I was you say the length? Do you mean the hair itself, or do you mean just further down? Is that so, is that what you mean? So 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 I'm uh, yeah. We were talking about sort of I guess with gravity, right? Ah, yes. But if you do level by the neck beard, presumably the beard also just extends like past down your Adam's apple and just all the way down itself. Not the hair length, but just where it grows. It well, starts talking about the it neck migrates. Beard, it's this beard here, isn't it? So like, I think specifically when oh, you work like, in operations, this bit here could be clean shaven, but this bit, this bit requires this bit. Underneath. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Ultimately, it would join up with my chest hair. <laughs> I was about—I was literally about to say that. I'm like, it really should not be joining to your chest hair. <laughs> I feel like they used to be. I feel like they used I to be a code emoji for neck beard, and I'm not sure there is anymore. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I just hallucinated that in a fever dream. Um, I, I, I am prone to getting hallucinations when I get really ill, so maybe, maybe there never was a Unicode emoji for neck beard. But I feel like there was. It was like a. I was about to say it was like a guy with a big neck beard who looked like he worked in. Um... Oh, it exists. It it exists for it's sure. Good. I'll link. Uh, I'll link it. Yeah. No, you're gonna get. A, you're gonna get a little treasure trail up there, like right from here. <laughs> so big shout out to the guys for for coming on board last week because uh, I didn't invite them; they invited themselves. Uh, so you know, it wasn't necessarily me assembling them; it was them assembling themselves, and then you know getting me back out of ops to uh do the thing <laughs> to hit the we button had already made it clear that we'd canceled it that it was not gonna fly so uh you know lots of twitter confusion later there we were and even Erdman made an appearance for something like 10 minutes which is pretty cool that's new 
Yeah. Yeah. One thing, which was to mock the fact that we never let our guests speak, and then (laughs) and then left after that. (laughs) And then yeah, he didn't get to talk. (laughs) And then he left. So hey, no worries. Um, But yeah, that obviously inspired the the title of uh, the title of today's show. And uh, you know, honestly, in terms of content, I'm not sure we can offer you um, the same quality as last week. We can offer you a drill tweet, which will be coming up shortly. Um, and my, my one disappointment, actually, uh, if I was going to give you notes on, uh, last week, Nell, since I know that you must've been the rugger, um, was that right at the end there, I felt like Rama was really getting onto a, a good thread of how Rama's get rich strategy works. And maybe if we all followed it, we were going to get rich. And I was getting quite excited about his financial advice that he was giving lots of, um, because it was definitely financial advice. Um, and I noticed he didn't qualify it as not financial advice. So it definitely counts, you know, legally as financial advice. And I was looking forward to following that financial advice when presumably you, uh, cut him off. And, and I never found out what the, um, what the four week Rama get rich strategy ultimately entailed when distilled How down. How unfortunate. And a, and a I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't let him share his secrets. They might not be then relevant to him anymore after. You know, the market is saturated with little Ramas running around doing the same strategy. You're priced in, right? And it's no longer no longer alpha. No, no longer. I, and it, there's um I, I feel like Schultzy also listens occasionally to like financial YouTube or whatever. There's like a um there's like a, I think it's a newsletter called uh, like Seeking Alpha or something like that. It's like a digest mm-hmm. newsletter. And um surely if like fifteen thousand other people or more are receiving the same alpha every day, it has ceased to be alpha. No? Sorry, were you talking to me? <laughs> just, uh, just back to our reg- regular schedule programming. Sorry, I was uh, just thinking about Alpha. <laughs> so the, to give you some background on why I'm distracted, I was uh, sending some messages to Code Hands. I have a really uh, bit of an issue now with a validator that I run. So talked about it. A couple of weeks ago, I got slashed on um, Kujira, right? It's like my only mainnet slashing. And the way the Kujira staking interface works is they put this big mark next to your validator name that's like this validator has been slashed before. So people have been like, you know, running from the ship like rats on a sinking ship. And I just don't think that it's really any point us running a validator there anymore because of that mark. We're never going to accumulate any stake again. So um, there's a, just there's a mark like like that like you, in in the blue dot Kujira staking interface. You, they, you, yeah. they give you the black squared. on a piece get, of paper. You got the scarlet then, letter. Yeah, it's like yeah. just this big square next to your name, and I'm like, you know, saying the code hands like that was a mistake and a pretty fair one. Like I miscalculated the amount of signatures we could miss, right? Yeah. And and to carry that like forever now is just it's not reflective of our operations. So I was asking Code Hands if they would consider, um, you know, holding that mark for a certain amount of time and then letting it fade off, mm-hmm. um, rather than just keeping it forever. Because if it's going to be there forever, there's no point validating that network anymore unless we start a new validator. So I'm trying um, to find it. Yeah, uh, there's a so there's a link there in the in the chat blue.kujira.network forward slash stake. So we've already lost probably a third of our 
um, stake since um, since we got slashed, and we are like right down the bottom. The funny thing is, is on Kajira, the slash is next to nothing. Like most people would have lost cents, and you know, well, like, and it adds insult to injury that they're added to the bottom of the list, right? So not now, only are you now slashed, now you're like truly the, the black sheep. And then yeah, like, under a line. Yeah. It's like Yeah, exactly. And then there's no accounting for like if you paid everyone back. It's just a number. Were you slashed? Yes. Now granted yeah, it doesn't say did you pay people back? Times. Yes. Like you don't get any you know, it's just you're you're marked. And I just don't see any point being there anymore once you're marked. And it's like it's a bad look for our brand to have that next to our name. So I don't. Oh, I see slashes right down uh, the bottom. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Look at you that. Know, I'm amongst people with like <laughs> nine and ten slashes. <laughs> you are Otter Sync and Pressure and Magic yeah. Team and King Nodes. Crypto Crew. Look at them. They're there. They must have just done that. They have a no. They've been slashed for a long time. They oh yeah. They must have like some big delegators that are just like um, committed to them because they look like they've been slashed for a fair while, but they still have a fair amount of stake from memory. Well, you just need to DDoS everybody else and make sure that they all slash or fuck them all so up. Everyone's, and then everybody everyone's on the, everybody's on the list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Schultz, I'm sure Schultz will take one for the team for you to be down that bottom list with you. Having just gotten slashed, absolutely not. <laughs> Not doing it. So, Kujira's always been labor intensive and and um, running at a loss. So, you know, to be labor intensive, running at a loss, and under the line. Yeah, it's maybe it's time. Yeah. Too much of a headwind. So, yeah. oh, Peridor's down here too with two. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Damn. So well, I don't know what you guys think, but that's that's kind of my <clears> opinion. <throat> and um, yeah, I guess I'll see what Code Hand says if there's I'll- no. No way to make that, you know, more. I agree. Uh, it probably it probably should at least roll off. Like make it for six months or something. But I I kind of agree with that. Or maybe yeah, a year. Yeah, or, I don't know. Two months. I do. I, I wish. I, <laughs> I wish. I, I, I wish more teams would would utilize an interface. Like maybe not this exactly the slash thing, which isn't bad actually. I mean, you got slash for kind of a shit reason because has nothing to do with actual producing blocks. It's just the pego thing. But but um, I do like this interface. Guy like. I wish the MintScan team would take a look and try to understand what it looks like to be able to try to create a distributed validator set. MintScan, well, I mean, they only want an interface that makes themselves look good. Which they do. <laughs> they put themselves yeah. in, that, in that little box. Here's your top three. Yeah. Somehow they're always in there. Yeah. Um, I think it's also interesting they don't talk about what kind of slashing. I would guarantee that all of the slashing events that happened there have been due to the price feeder, which, yeah, okay, that is a type of slashing. But it's not the same as downtime slashing. And Kajira's handling of Oracle votes kind of sucks anyway. Right. So like, it's, like, it's one of those situations where... Go ahead. If Sorry. If you look at uptime, like we have probably the best uptime on there. It's... Uh, we don't... We hardly miss a block there. Everyone else is sort of a couple hundred blocks in the window all the time. Um, well, it's also back, only- to, it's back to mechanism design, isn't it? We've, we've talked about this before. Like if you're... Uh, there's no slashing on on various other networks like Aptos, where some of us are. There's no slashing. There's no down. T- well, the the point is, you're not making money when you're down, so you have a pretty strong incentive to not be fucking down, right? Um, besides the fact that obviously people will get on you pretty quick if you're down, as I'm sure anybody who's ever been down has has discovered via the medium of Twitter. But there's like there, 
there are a variety of other solutions to this problem that don't involve slashing and, and also like i think that the slashing thing from a regulatory point of view is is going to become more pertinent because the second people start looking at this as um assets under management and then they go fuck wait people can lose money because you configure shit wrong oh yeah, dude right you're fucking kidding me like slashing is the fucking stupidest thing we could possibly do as a mechanism and it's really fucking stupid from the point of view of validator risk because what you want to do is say look we don't manage shit it is decentralized it is distributed proof of stake number one number two this is a high risk degenerate activity right which is akin to gambling like rama said on the podo last week People are here just to fucking forget about their day job a bit, YOLO some coins, see line go up, right? That's where you want to be from the point of view of regulation. As you say, look, at the end of the day, we're professionals running organizations <clears throat> which have experience in, uh, in, in building out distributed systems. We run this infrastructure. Things go wrong. But it's within the context of, uh, you know, people need to understand their risk in this space, right? That's a an even tougher sell when you're going not only are they manage their own risk from like price volatility and whatnot they're also managing their risk because we're going to fucking get them slashed like it that's the one that really like slashing is 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 it, the only reason we're, we're totally okay and it's totally fine is because no regulator has a fucking clue what the cosmos ecosystem is right um that is funny though yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the, do you know what, you the guys, extent to which the extent to which nobody has a fucking clue what the Cosmos ecosystem? We have is. no custody. We're not. We don't hold tokens. We don't do anything with that. So you can't affect anybody. Well, a little bit. <laughs> There's one thing. There's one thing. If I if I close my eyes, a bunch of people lose money. But other than that, I have no custody whatsoever. Like no, no yeah. whatsoever. So, so yeah. I, had, I had a bunch of meetings last last week. Last week, this week, fuck. I, I don't even know. I'm 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 tired, man. But. Uh, and as you can probably hear from me coughing, I'm, I've been very, very ill recently. But the I, I was having some conversation with some people. I won't dox who or what, but whatever. Like it's always it's always lawyers and accounts with me, isn't it? Anyway, but docs. Um, there was a conversation about staking and like the extent to which the regulators do and don't understand it. Which is like in the UK, uh, the tax authority actually has you know a pretty comprehensive document on this, right? The extent to which the regulators understand it is much more fluid, especially all the different types of staking considerations in different ecosystems right and so i had, I had a, a number of meetings on a single day and there were it was really funny that in in between all these bits and there was a whole conversation about risks of staking and possible regulation coming down the, the pipeline and blah 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 and and you know everybody else that was more informed than i was but the extent to which cosmos isn't even known about is i think it was block demon came up in the conversation and somebody was just like, well, you know, like the risk that some uh, an operator like a large player like Block Demon is taking on, blah, 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 blah. And I was kind of like, oh, yeah, but they got slashed twice in Cosmos. And everyone was like, hmm? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Double they lost consumer even. funds because of this slashing event. And there was like a, so, sorry, what's, um, you have to remind, which which one's Cosmos again? I was like, oh, it's a whole ecosystem of blockchains. It's like, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> sorry, what? Atom. And I was like, oh, but also but also yeah no um but but yeah i guess kind of i mean that's the only one you've heard of so um so on anyway. slashings and losing money there have been a spate of slashings in injective recently well like you know pretty regularly so but the like in the last week i would say maybe the like, token price still so decent.com on that one 
Yeah, very decent dot com. That's um, um, that's but uh, yeah, like probably expensive probably like seven or eight slashings, and it's oh, all pego. It's all, all pego, pego right? related. Pego. Yeah. Here's my take on that. All right, pego. If soon. a team has to come out and say, "Hey, you guys are getting slashed a lot," that kind of shows a problem with the te- that's a that's a team issue, right? That, there's like a miscommunication so there. Like, like that seems like a you problem. <laughs> Yeah, if if your if you your configs are like your explanation is so bad that people are getting slashed seven times in one day, I mean that's a so my my guys. argument is right. Like the ODF, the um, Open DeFi Foundation has a lot of like you know staked coins in in injective. Why not make a bounty to fix it? Like you know, if you don't want to do it yourself, just like you're losing hundreds of thousands of dollars from from slashings, just like make make a ten thousand dollar bounty or fifty thousand dollar bounty, and you know have someone improve it. Like I don't get it. It's so easy to to get someone to to do that with a bounty. And the problem with it is, it's it's I'm sure it's not a, a difficult problem to fix. It doesn't persistently um, retry the the RPC after it gets a disconnect. It'll like try a couple of times and then hang. Like, why not just keep persist, you know, to try it? Like, what operators have to do um, is just keep restarting the thing all the time so that, you know, if it does get a disconnect, it'll come back. Like, they, they can still monitor successes and failures, right? No different than any other price feeder. So they could, they should be able to be alerted other than. Yeah. I mean, the, the way I monitor it is to, you know, you monitor the network nouns and your own nouns. And if they're different, then you've got a problem. Mm. But, um, you know, you still then have to go and find out why and then fix it. But if you just constantly restart the process, mm-hmm. then it'll fix itself anyway. So instead I, of like... Way, I'll just say that I love the way you pronounced and once. Nounce. Nounce. I know. It kills me every time. I'm like, oh. Nounce. <laughs> How do you guys say it? And once. What? Really? Oh, because it stands for number once, right? That's what it means. Yeah. I thought it was. Oh, I thought it was pronounced nonce, though. Oh, because nonce in the UK nonce. is nonce. a really specific thing. What? Uh, nonce means pedophile in the UK. It means criminal. No, it, it doesn't. Oh, what? Yeah. No. So there, there, there's a lot. There were there, like there was a thing I, in the UK. I swear to God, we've had like four day. different conversations where you've said, "Oh yeah, that word means pedophile in the UK." Like I thought, like <laughs> like <laughs> four different terms. Yeah, yeah. Like there are a lot of words for pedo in the UK. Like, there's that many pedos over there. They've got to have wow. all these different terms. We're always well, like, was, we're always so bumping up into some sort of pedophile definition. There was obviously a big. There was like a big pedophilia freak out in like the early two thousands. Like to the extent, <laughs> like the, the the peak of it was when this uh, this uh, pediatrician uh, like got attacked in the street or something by like a gang, like a mob. Um, it was it got super weird. All the all the rig, big stupid newspapers were like being big and stupid about being stupid. But uh, nonce is a really old word anyway, um, from memory. But um, but there there was a thing in the papers right where I think there's like a hacker house in South Korea called like nonce house, um, and somebody had just literally taken a photo. They just walked past it on holiday, taken a photo, sold it to the Sun or something like that. I'd been like, all right, that's pretty funny. Um, and then they were like, "Nod's house in Korea." <laughs> they're like, "What are they doing in there?" Kind of thing. And you're like, "Oh, Scripto Bros." Jeez, <laughs> what are they doing there? Bringing down the economic order, 
by with poorly tested code. Don't worry. It's just economic terrorism. It's not pedophilia. <laughs> Relax, folks. Relax, folks. It's not that bad. Um, yeah, but that's why I would pronounce it nonce, but obviously then nonce. The, you have to, you can't. Uh, yeah. So you just have to say Ed once because, yeah. Pedos. Once again, sport by pedophilia. Um, <laughs> should we do drill tweet of the week? Yeah. Uh, let Null do it. I feel like it's Null's turn. I'm getting a strong Null energy Stop. this week. Get that, Stop. Give him that neck right. beard. Get that neck beard. It's, well, now you've got your diploma, your neck beard diploma. Okay. Ready? Stop. Right hand page, third one. Okay. Be warned, America. First, they get us fired from Amtrak for saying jacking off in the control car is good. Next, they start poisoning our Wendy's. There you go. Moving on. <laughs> why, I mean, why have you ever do we heard an it? announcement on Amtrak? Why it's do quite we eccentric. We try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not all. They're not all hits. They're not all hits. Um, do we have any news? Got yeah. So notional. There's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, 11, 11 devs. Have well, left. you know, initially the, the tweet that, that I read dead? was eleven, but this little update that Long's put out says thirteen now. So I don't know if some more have left as well. Thirteen. I, I thought in that first tweet it was nine. Keeps going up. I think it does yeah. keep going up. Yeah, number go up. Mm. Bullish. <laughs> it's bullish. <laughs> bullish for the class of Notional. How many, how many devs do Notional even have? I mean, 13. 14. Like- <laughs> 14, no. Well, there's one noisy, crazy person and then 13 devs. There was a great no, tweet I, with, with I honestly their have current. no idea. Sorry. I'm going to try and find the tweet. So there's this tweet that has like their, uh, their organization structure. I'm going to try and find it real quick because it actually showed how many devs and employees and marketing they had before and it was a lot it was at least 30 yeah i do recall um so i think notional might have made a tweet or i I definitely do recall seeing something that said that they had like 30 or so devs or people at that company that's a lot of devs yeah like if you look on the notional ventures website you do scroll for a while to get through all of the people that work there I mean, it's not even worth. It's just, it's just, it's, it's like throwing a cat in a bin, isn't it? It's like, it's like kicking a puppy at this point to be like, I wonder what project management structure you have for hiring thirty devs in three in two years. You know, it's really hard to grow a team quickly, even with really solid structures in a tech organization. Yeah. So the news is, is that. <laughs> now 13 devs have left uh notional and uh you know that represents some challenges for example uh the key rotations or the inability to do key rotations on cosmos chains so long was the infrastructure lead and holds a lot of the keys for the notional validators so um well, and other things too, right? There's a bunch of grant-related distributions yeah, and yeah. a bunch of shit that. I yeah, think- I, I wouldn't mind betting that a lot of those people who have departed are on multi-sigs as well. So yeah, well, it, it, and I thought there was a tweet from Long as well around being able to. Somebody posted, I think, a screenshot which I can grab and throw in the notes, but about being able to say he's in touch with his attorneys or something else is in to give those keys back and whatever else, which means 
you kind of get to a point where those multi-sigs are now a single sig because they're all in the same hands, which they, not, doesn't mean that they weren't in the past either. Because, right. So I think we've we've complained maybe a bunch of times about about having multi-sigs where the majority is on the same damn team. And like, what's the point? Like, what are we doing? And it's a good example of that. So I was surprised be- to see that Long owns 13% of the stock in the company. I thought it was 30%. I thought it was 30 Sorry, that's what I meant to say, 30%, yeah. Which it sounds like he's giving that back as well. Um, so I'm not sure if that is, if it's actually stock, I mean, that's a transfer, which means there'd be a, it's cost of that. Hey, tax discussion. Um, but maybe not there. And, uh, but yeah, it sounds like he, was, he said he was giving that back. So I'm not sure if there's a payment for that or what, because that would have value of some sort. Yeah, I don't think you can just give stuff away. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that works for tax. I only see three devs on their on their website. Oh, it says it says made up of thirty plus dedicated members. That going down. Website needs an update. Oh, you're counting the ones that actually have the title of dev. Well, there's only there's only like ten pictures on there about us page, of which only three are engineers. Yeah. So, I mean, does this does this matter at all? I, it matters from a, I guess, notional having a bunch of grants for a bunch of work that needs to be done, and payments either in flux or coming associated to that, right? Because the hub has a an outstanding thing. Well, Quicksilver, uh, Quicksilver posted something about it today. I forget there was other teams too um, that came out and had something like, "Hey, it's not going to affect us," type of thing. So I think whatever, I guess any any project that they're involved in. Um, I didn't really see. I didn't, I didn't really look for Jacob stuff, but I didn't really see anything come back with his comments related to it. Um, but it seems like being quiet is probably the best idea, at least to start with, until you have a bit more of a plan. So what's interesting is that um, since the departure of these employees, Notional have been jailed on several um, networks as well. Yeah, I saw. I also saw that they were. Yeah, they're missing on a bunch of stuff. I saw, like, say, I think they're 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 involved in a bunch of stuff on yes. on say I as well, they, both with wormhole. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, like relaying wormhole. Yeah, a uh, bunch of stuff there. I think they've been jailed on e money injective. I uh, don't know about other ones, but I'm um, not sure if that's a key issue or. Hopefully, there's no like sabotage. That would be. That'd be a little bit ridiculous, but well, I doubt it. Definitely wasn't. They were they were jailed on Pego. <laughs> yeah, fucking Pego. <laughs> it's like just the worst. Everyone getting fucking. Jailed. It's a big slash too. Yeah, it's just expensive. No, just king nodes and no. Shit. Everyone getting pegged by Pego. Everyone getting, getting pegged. pegged. Yeah. Um. So I yeah, guess this, I guess this isn't too surprising, right? From a news perspective, or well. Yeah, I mean, well, th- well, I guess I had never heard from like I talked along uh, occasionally, yeah, and some of the other guys there, and no one ever really indicated that they were discontent or whatever, or looking to leave. Yeah, but um, so a bit of a surprise in that regard. But um, you know, people leave companies. Yeah, usually not thirteen at a time, but yes, they do. Well, I mean, Steakfish had a bunch of people leave and start another company yutsugi yep, yeah he did i think uh dimmy might have even gone there as well yep so there's dan and dimmy and a bunch of other people at uh yutsugi i think is how you say it from memory 
I mean, generally, when you see like a mass departure, it usually means that an organization is in some degree of trouble, doesn't it? Let's be honest. Yes. So, yeah. Um, Either from a leadership great. perspective or financial or something else, but yeah. Well, it's it, there would it would be evidently there is a disagreement on some sort of principled thing there to have that many people leave being paid. Maybe it could be it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's all just speculation. That no one said why they're leaving. Yeah. I mean, I think I, yeah, like validator income is, I don't know what the, what the dev market's like in Vietnam, but validator income is likely not going to sustain a team of 30. Um, although they do get a ton of money from the hub, don't they? So, um, plus other stuff. So maybe that all adds up to to enough to cover it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I like that. Um, people call it the notional hard fork. Hard fork. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, so. Maybe the, maybe the root of the dispute is on uh, proper code comment etiquette or something. Red <laughs> whether, or, whether or not you can commit um, Go Mod Tidy. Go Mod Tidy. <laughs> Go Mod Tidy in, on its own is not a commit. That is a, a tidy up. Is a, um I mean, to be honest, your, your linter should just... The, so on Rust builds, you, it just does that, essentially that for... It, the, the, the build system does that. Should do that <laughs> National <really>. classic. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck. No, National would be called National classic. Great, yeah. great comment from the chat there. Um, yeah. Um, so, I mean, there is other news. That yeah, should we, should we move on to should we move on to other news because who, who gives a shit really? Um, uh, I'm sure. To be honest, I, I guess what what will probably happen is all the devs that were doing like the lion's share of the work will uh, will just pick up the maintenance contracts in the future um, from the places that Notional previously had them. I guess and uh, yeah, and and the and the and the party will continue uh, as it as it was always going to. Um, maybe with a I little mean- bit of drama. We've left out kind of, in my opinion, one of the more interesting takes on it, right? What's going to happen with the, what is it, 150,000 atom that was given to them? That's now kind of sitting. Is there, like, that That was given to them over the next five years, knowing that they would be doing some sort of development. If they're not going to do that development, is there going to be a clawback prop coming up? Like, how is that going to resolve itself? Because is, that, is it in a multi Is really fascinating. Is is there a, a multi- yeah, yeah. I mean, was there a contract? Like, what was, how was, was that implemented? Or Does that matter? Happen? This is the cosmos, right? Prop sixteen. There was no contract, and so we clawed. Well, I don't. Even, I don't even know the current well, state of Prop sixteen sure. funds. Let's just say that somebody is currently writing a paper, right? And and that whatever whatever happens in the situation you're describing will be watched closely by the person that is writing this paper uh, to see what happens because it's interesting, isn't it? Um. It's yeah, I mean, I, I actually, I, to be fair, I don't remember. It's, it's far enough in the past. I don't actually remember the terms of that. But from what I remember, the, the tokens were given wholly to Notional, essentially as an advance on work, right? So, Yeah, if I remember correctly, yeah. From a legal perspective, those assets now belong to that organization. And I don't think there's any enforceable contract in any court now that could say that they're anything other than a down payment on work, essentially a retainer. It well, the, the Cosmos Kangaroo Court that is governance might have something to say about it. Oh boy, uh, <laughs> I think this is this is one of those where um, 
yeah, the split the difference in a fudge uh, is is probably the actual outcome, um, as it's the only thing that is kind of defensible to a mob and also potentially defensible to a legal authority. But it's interesting, isn't it? Like possession is nine tenths of the law, unless you're on a uh, proof of state chain, right? Well, yeah, and then if you take into account that Jay would might vote yes on a prop to claw funds back just for the sake of watching the world burn and to make Adam look worse. Like that's like, what is it? 12% of the entire voting power right there. So fascinating stuff. Fascinating stuff. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it, it was interesting because right. Most validators, whatever they think are going to vote. No, right. On the principle of like, this is prop 16, but it, 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 I guess the thing that's different now is we're in a bear market. There's less attention from kind of rank and file like DGENs, and also the proportion of people staked through a custodial staking provider like Kraken or whatever it might be on the hub is that much higher. So, and those wallets aren't voting, right? And those validators wouldn't vote on something like this. So, it would be interesting to like academically interesting to know what like how differently the voting would break down versus what we've seen elsewhere in the cosmos, where there are more active individual wallets and inverted commas. Um, Cause obviously, you know, we, they're individual wallets, but they could also be the micro whale, um, you know, just to reheat that conspiracy theory, which is definitely not conspiracy theory and the micro whale definitely exists. <laughs> the micro whale absolutely the micro exists. <laughs> the micro the, game of nodes has been party to, to decent information on the possibility of the micro L actually existing. So I, I'm a firm, I'm a firm believer that it's real. I don't believe in ghost stories, but I do believe in the micro whale. Of course there's a micro whale. God damn. But yeah, so that's my take. I'm curious what, what's gonna end up with that with that funds. Um yeah. Uh, ben Davis in the chat said no way the hub goes beyond a signaling prop. Well as you might recall, technically prop 16 was a signaling prop. So it only takes a signaling prop to get everybody sent to jail anyway yeah i might just you know hold off on finishing up this paper until we see how that one thrashes out because that that could be some that could be a really great case study anyway um oh wait hang on somebody's added another line to this spreadsheet since i last looked at it that usually happens there's another line there's another line about about crypto regulation coming for us node operators oh is that That wasn't there that wasn't then when we started doing the news. Maybe maybe Rama's on here expanding the news section as maybe we just, speak. Maybe I just hallucinated that it, it wasn't what? Um hmm. okay. Um so one thing actually, so before we move on to the next news news item, uh I know it came up last week, the uh, Rama's concerns with USDC. Um something something that I noticed, I don't know if this is true of I don't know which state, which central bank digital currencies this is true of. I think it's true of the prospective Swiss design, and I think it's true of the Bank of England's uh, tech working document. But the blocked wallets is explicitly because it, 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 like it came up last last week when Ben and, uh, and Ram were talking about it in, in light of USDC, which I think is the next U news item on the list. <clears throat> the idea of having. Um, like a block.go or, or, or similar sort of thing um, is explicitly out of scope of the design. Like you should always be able to spend the funds, but the regulate, as I understand the regulatory um, stress is on the 
is on the essentially the recipient at the point that they then withdraw funds so you know it's obviously a very very different uh case like because those obviously fully centralized and they are cbdc's in the truest sense but um it's kind of kind of an interesting thing that like a lot of these sort of decentralized versions of a stable coin are likely to have like exactly the same um restrictions on spending but like implemented in a really different place in the in the technology stack it's just a bit of a shower thought anyway so um i'm gonna read rama's title in full cosmos welcomes the us cbdc with open arms how long until the first blacklist event oh yeah he does love that comment is just weird to me (laughs) he does that comment's weird to me anyway because osmosis already has a blacklist so the blacklist event has already happened and now we're just gonna get expanded like who cares Maybe that's maybe that's the hot take. Yeah, like I think Rama is a decentralization maxi and doesn't like the ability to freeze funds. But what about USDT? Does it have also the ability to freeze funds on Carver? I think maybe. I think and, it, no, yeah, I isn't it that it can stop you actually sending? Like it, it anti handlers out the send. My question yeah, that's how is I thought Osmosis did it. My question is is if you have a blacklisted wallet on Noble, does that stop you from using tokens on other networks that have been IBC'd? So if half your bag was on os- Osmosis and it gets blacklisted from Noble, like... I don't think it would matter because the, the, the ability to transact is done locally at chain level, right? 100%. It's, it's conceptually the same. It, it's conceptually the same as... Um, as an aside right this is my understanding of why the swiss design works the way it does is because they have offline uh, like a notion of offline access to um the the currency right and in that world you can't ever know that somebody who shouldn't like let's put aside whether or not you think some, some people should be able to transact or not right if if you actually do want to implement any kind of a block list, ultimately the place you have to do it is at the ingress and, and egress from the system because it's the only place you know that they're they are connected at all times. And it's the only point it's the only single point of passage where you know somebody has to come in and out. Which is why the question of whether or not you can move in and out of CBDCs via a permissionless network is so interesting because as you've identified now, that guarantee breaks down because you can just move to another blockchain, then another blockchain, then to a centralized exchange. And then it's up to the centralized exchange to work out whether or not you are a great guy or not, which is primarily, I suppose, can be like, I guess if you're like a business or something, it's never going to affect one of us because we're we're just businesses, right? They're just going to assume that if you have a business account, everything's above board, you've done your KYC, you're probably fine, right? So I don't know if it's... Uh, Maybe it's be, be being flippant as as somebody who kind of represents a business working in the space, but it kind of seems like a bit of a nothing burger, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. I, I think it's entirely unenforceable because unless you have your tokens on Noble and they've blacklisted your wallet or frozen it, that you can't use those tokens anymore. I mean, in reality, ninety five percent of the USDC is going to live in the bloody escrow wallet anyway. So you know, people aren't going to hold it there. They're going to be using it elsewhere in DeFi. So, I mean, and so easily, like, can be mitigated. Even if you wanted to send it back out through Noble, you could, like, just swap it or send it to another address on Osmosis and then straight back out. 
before they would even have time to blacklist that address. So, don't know. I'm also curious what the blacklist mechanism looks like because surely it doesn't require an upgrade to add something to the blacklist. So no, I think it's done by admin. I feel like I'd have to look at the code to make a, a more educated uh, comment than because because obviously I'm, I'm pretty sure Rama posted something about this way back when they um, <laughs> did the launch about the admin being able to um, blacklist addresses. So there's a contract admin on Noble that so this is this is obviously very different than from the Osmosis implementation if it's some kind of a, a hash map of blocked addresses that can be added to. There is a question, I suppose, of whether or not that should be a DAO, um, at the risk of like, you know, summoning Jake. Um the if it if if there's some kind of element of um of decision, but then but then fuck the like who wants to be on that DAO? Like the sticking your neck out to be absolutely hammered by law enforcement DAO. Yeah, no thanks. I think it would only be like it's not catchy. It'd, name, it'd be some accurate. sort of corporate entity for USDC. I would say that if they were ordered to d- blacklist something by the government, they could do it. Yeah, I guess you kind of need like an auditor or a KYC. I mean, this is kind of the fucking. This is literally back to what Circle do. This is this is literally Circle. Circle are an auditor slash KYC company that happened to run a, a shit I, stable coin. I need to say shit coin. I meant stable coin, but maybe I mean shit coin. Um, so maybe Circle just needs to add that as a service on their website. Like we will, for a percentage of tokens, we'll we'll be on the DAO that are definitely going to go to prison. Please adopt USDC. Um, where are they based? They're based in the states, aren't they? Circle. USDC yeah, law. They're based in the states. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How, how do they get away with that? It's well, they, eventually they won't. I'm sure. <laughs> it's a matter of time, <laughs> like all things. <laughs> it's all. It's just they haven't got to that part of yeah, the list it's, yet. It just takes. It's, it's like, coming down. Working their way down. Starting. Yeah. They've got, they've got a list of like they're like something 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 yeah, something, 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 something validators something something stablecoin. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. rhinos on the list. Uh-huh. You, know. Uh-huh. you know the meme, the meme of the guy like behind the tree, like licking his chops, going like, "That's them <laughs> when they see stablecoin on their list." They're That's like, right. Nature of business. They're like stablecoin. They're like, "Oh yes." Depends if it depegs. <clears throat> Are they profitable? So Ben Ben Davis says he's going back to UST, and there's been a recent resurgence in the price of UST. So it was up to five cents at some uh, point. It's sort of substantially below a dollar, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Hey, it's moving in the right direction. Yeah, as long as you buy it at point zero 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 five cents, you're fucking making. Well, out. didn't didn't you have a large bag of? Oh no, it was uh, the the Luna Classic that you bought up on the yeah. on the way down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, well, we yeah bouncing Artifact. for sure. <laughs> Artifact. Well, I think I dumped like a bunch of Chihuahua into it. I was like, ah, oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, one think, to the other. I think I sold uh, our holdings of Curb. Um, to- yeah, or maybe that, that's what it was. It was Cerberus. It wasn't Chihuahua. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we, did, we I just dumped it all in the USD all the way down. Just or to be like, that. it was. It was like I don't know, five hundred dollars <laughs> worth of Curb. It was, it was like twenty-eight like million <laughs> Luna. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all on osmosis because obviously the IBC stuff was totally locked already, and. Uh, now and then there was that period of time where it still was on osmosis, but it had like a little exclamation mark where it was it was sort of frowning at you. It's like, look, you fucker. It's we like, know that the only people that bought this on the way down are disaster tourists, and you're one of them. And we are not <laughs> fucking unlocking this, and we are not going to let you trade it, this even if it is only worth a fraction of what you bought it for. 
even yeah. then even though you lost money on this degenerate activity we are not happy about you having done it when you get the osmosis to degen flag you know you're in some fucking deep waters there they even got rid of frontier right like that's eh, all fine yeah <laughs> we don't need that shit but this one stay away from this one two degen that's the one two two degen for osmosis um but to be fair, two out of four of the panel as well. I think that technically makes Game of Notes too degenerate for osmosis. Um, too funny. I, I just read Ben in the chat, Ben's last comment, and um, my brain just fully exited the building on account of it being a, a complex football analogy. And I was just like, football. I'll put him in, put him in timeout, timeout. Yeah, put, put him in timeout for that one. Uh, <clears throat> come on, it's getting late. We don't do that here. Right, so... Completely um, unrelated. <laughs> the, yeah. uh, oh, no. All right. Different tangent. Off you go. Oh, yeah. The, the new Fargo uh, series is is out. Another banger. Just in case you it's were wondering. Nuts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I get distracted. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll shoot. I'll shoot. If, we, if, we're, doing, if we're doing tangents, uh, we didn't. We didn't talk about so no, you can if you want to go think about Fargo for a second, this is this is your time. Um Fargo is brilliant. I our, love um, it so much. The the Apto stress net uh wrapped up last Done. week just before Thanksgiving. Um what was learned? VFN fucked in the new world. They're totally toast. Uh they learned I think they learned stuff. I think they learned stuff. Um, we, I don't think we can talk about some of the specifics, but something you chain go burr, you know? Yeah. Actually, the interesting piece of that was them talking about doing it again in February, which is pretty short here. Like, I'm like, well, maybe I'll just hold on to these machines. It's only, I think I'm, I'm paying through them through mid December. It's only an extra month. We've already canceled us. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I canceled them. They're they're just, it was just like, yeah, they're sitting idle for another week. And also to be honest, like, um, we were using uh, a, a company called HostKey uh, to get hold of those epics, and the experience of using them was not—it was fine, but it was not great. And yeah, yeah. We the, had one of our VFNs was on there. Yeah, the VFNs we had just like the fact that they, yeah they were like clocking like seventy degrees or something. So I don't think they had that. They were not like the cooling was not top notch and yeah. whatnot. And they they were they were totally fucked. So. Um, I think our OVH contacts were saying that they should have some Epic 9. They do have Epics available. In inventory as of this month um, or Mm. early December. So I I think if there's another another preview network. They are the the Scale series. Yeah, the Scale 6s or whatever they're called, the new new ones, Mm, uh, I believe. Um, Not too expensive either. Yeah, they're competitively priced given how powerful they are. Um, mm. So I think if we were, our, our main takeaway for that is we would not have, if we're going to do that again, wouldn't spec VFNs really much lower than the the vowels at all, like maybe slightly lower, but they, they seem to be really having trouble with, with that pruning and it seemed to be pretty resource intensive. Well, they also they also said they, they had some VFN code issues as well. So I don't even yeah. know. At the end, I, I thought I think the last couple of runs they they were fine uh, on that last build. So I I, don't, I think you're right. I, I I hate to do two times what we had because that would be just really pricey. Yeah, but I think well, we I mean, had, soon we might have to do that, right? Because the other the other yeah. thing we're hearing now is that mainnet spec uh, recommended spec is increasing, but 
you know, the, there is a question here of like, you know, not being too facetious about it, but uh, if a foundation is like, well, we think the base spec for this change should be this, mm-hmm. but it, you know, if the main net is not doing the numbers to require that, then, you know, that's a, that's to, to that's their, ab- yeah. Like this, this is where we want to be, but realistically, right. this is where you need to be like. Yeah, but but to their to their point, like when we do have spikes of like a thousand TPS or something that like I don't know some mint or something else, there's like 10 twelve percent that drop, like or just fall out of the set like every time. Like you can actually monitor it, and so so I I don't think I mean I'm guessing even some people are running way low specs on there. Like we run seventy three thirteens, I think is what we run, um, and yeah. uh, and which is which is fine for right now. Um, but but I, and I could see like but again I, and also that, that new consensus engine and some of the stuff they're doing in the sharding piece I, I thought it was using a little bit more resources than the old way um, so it maybe the base was going to increase about the size of the discs for sure yeah it there's there, there's definitely something because we were monitoring like the actual disc usage and nowhere no time at any point did we really come up anywhere near one terabyte right yeah. of used space and yet. A one terabyte drive, which had plenty of headroom, performed so much worse than a two terabyte drive than a four terabyte drive. Yeah, uh, and you know, looking at the pure spec sheet, those drives should have been functionally identical. Same manufacturer, same IOPS, and everything. But there's obviously something about the amount of headroom you have, and I'm too much of a cloud weenie. Um, so, a couple, hard, couple, a of, couple of rando rando ask questions. Mm-hmm. How big is like this database on Aptos? Is it, it like it over prunes down to like, No, it prunes down to like 300 gigs, something like that. So like have any of you guys just tried running it in RAM? Uh, I haven't. We talked about that actually. I, I talked about that in preview night actually. We were, I was talking to somebody because I had one machine with like 768. We talked about that actually, just running the whole thing in RAM and seeing what would happen. The, the A6 can have a terabyte of RAM, scale A6, terabyte. Yeah, yeah it's a pretty but interesting can, idea. You could also raid zero like six NVMEs on that thing. That's get, that's what I did. Yeah, yeah. We had we had actually we had a pretty big issue with that. I think we talked about it last week, but we had a big issue with that. On raid, we had five drives raid raid zeroed and and had like a really weird epic. Like it was really weird where we'd have like really high latency on some drives. It was like really funky. And once I got rid of MDADM and just went to LVM, then then it actually it all kind of cleared up it was really kind of strange i think it's just like new chip new bios like too early type stuff but um, so this this scale a6 you can also get an unmeted 10 gig line which is pretty decent i know i just actually i just stood up five machines in this data center that we use in new york and they're all on 10 gigs and i had to grab a bore snapshot it was like 5.4 terabytes was like fucking (laughs) just blasted in there i love it (laughs) it was crazy is that in uh, in your racks? Did you end up getting a ten uh-uh. gig? No, no. no. I'm at, we're we're talking a lot about what we're going to do with those racks, like just because I'm running less and less and less there, and so I'm trying to figure out what what the long term plan is. Anyway, I oh, got like you, you might sunset the old. Uh, I'm just gonna, I might I might shrink them. I might yeah. just because we have like I think like total twenty machines running, and I might try to get that down to like six. I, I, th- I think we like. King Nodes is still considering operating some some of your rack space. So yeah, you can. Yeah, their space is fine. Running hardware is a fucking pain in the ass. I tell everybody, don't do it. Like we had an NVMe drive burnout today, which is just a pain. And like it's just it's just a, 
it's it's exhausting. Like it's just shit. Like I don't want to be you don't want to be own it. You always want to rent it. Hey, before <laughs> I gotta I gotta run quickly, but um, one thing I did want to say is we are going to been talking to the Omniflix team. It actually reached out to us, and so we're going to be publishing uh, Game of Nodes at least the YouTube piece on Omniflix TV every week. Oh, I'm going to add nice. that to our structure. So yeah. the only thing I, I can't do, what I actually was talking to them about a little bit, was it'd be nice if we could create, uh, if Jake's here, actually, uh, it would be nice if we could create, because you can create like a creator account, and then you can create like uploader accounts through that, which is really cool. It'd be really great if the creator account was through the was through the DAO. The DAO, DAO. Yeah. yeah. Um, be cool. And then after that, we could create a, um, a, uh, 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 then I could upload, right? Or any of us could upload uh, associated to that. But the creator account would be cool because then we can set like just the overall logo and all this other kind of shit. And then um, from there, it, the, the upload and everything else is through IPFS, which we're very familiar with um, and setting the metadata and all that kind of stuff. So I think we're going to start with this one, which is episode 90. Uh, and that one will be the first one up there. And I've been talking to them as also, and then we're going to come up with a way to be able to then talk about how we're going to get the other 89 up there. And I want to do it in a way that looks good and is sorted the right way and not fucked up. Right. So we've been talking about that as well. Um, 90 so, fucking episodes. crazy, right? Yeah. Jesus so, um, so anyway, that first one I'm going to try to do, uh, maybe tonight or tomorrow. And, um, and then I see Jake re- reaching out. That would be cool if we could do that. Um, and really all we needed, I think it's just this, it's just through the Omniflex UI and, um, it's just a creator. I think we'd need like basically two transactions to be able to create the creator account and then to be able to create, I think an uploader to start. Um, and then from there, I think I can upload everything and create metadata for it and everything else. But it looks, I mean, like, like we've been talking about before with the Omniflex uh, UIs, it's pretty slick. It's pretty cool. It'd be nice to be able to have that at least somewhere, um, within the Cosmos ecosystem. And then we can link out to that directly um, and we can capture views. And if we want to do like other s- silly stuff in there, which, which is, I mean, that's not silly. It's silly for us. It's, it's actually cool functionality, but like doing polls in there, or other types of things would be fun. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to start doing that. Just adding a little bit more workload for us. You know, it's all good. And uh, <laughs> you. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be great. Um, it'd be great to be able to find a way to uh, auto upload those or find a way to at least kind of make that easier. And so I'll, I'll we'll work on that and see what happens. Uh, eventually I'd like, to, I mean, a long-term plan, what I really like to do, uh, which I think would be really cool is for the podcast right now, we use a third party to host that. And it's all they're doing is hosting the metadata, right? It's just an RSS feed. It's totally available for us to be able to do. But it'd be great to put those podcast episodes and IPFS as well for us to run our own uh, hosting site, build our own RSS feed, and then we can link that to IPFS um, and have that be distributed as well. Um, that's on the plan. We just need to come up with like a website design and podcast RSS feeds are let's just, let's not just very build difficult. A whole, whole new consensus engine and blockchain. And just do it <laughs> if we back up from there, you're right. We need a new chain. We need an L1. We just, we just need but, to build a but, tool. Yeah, then we got to back up from there. So I guess we have to talk about the tokenomics of the podcast, I guess, is what we need to first start with. <laughs> I get to the US dollar done. Then we're all going to pay Actually, uh, news just in, the Dow's broke. <laughs> the Dow's broke? Did you break yeah. it? Broke yeah, it. This month, we're broke after we pay Rama. Um, ah, as luck would have it, I anticipated this in advance, and I left some money in, a, in a, an exchange ready to put into... Atom, Center, Osmosis, buy USDC, piss off Rama, and put it into our DAO. Well, maybe you can be helped by the new CCTP? CCTP? Pretty cool. 
Yep. Pretty cool. Man, that well, fucking that uh cctp.money is is money. What yep. is it, sorry? That is the implementation of uh, Circle's um transfer protocol, which is basically a non-bridge bridge of USDC between L1s and like there's a bunch of those like wormhole portal and a bunch of other ones use that same CCT CCTP protocol and then Noble just enabled it. And so none of the other, I don't, at least I haven't seen any of the other uh, quote unquote bridges or CCTP um, portals have Noble in there yet, but CCTP.money does, um, which we think is, uh, I forget who we found. It was, who was it? I forget who it was. It's somebody from the strange love team. And um, so that allows basically free or free $0 bridge. Cause you're really just bridging USDC between smart contracts on two different chains. Um, and Noble can go right now between Ethereum, uh, DYDX, Terra, Persistence, Cosmos Hub, Juno, and Stargaze are all on there, which is pretty cool. I mean, some of those just seem like IBC versus an actual bridge, but whatever. Um, right, but if you have dollar EDs in a centralized exchange, you're still <laughs> like... It's it has not, to be in a personal wallet. This doesn't well, help I mean, you. Doesn't help you, you. You can you can move it to a you can move it to a centralized exchange, assuming that there's no memo fields. No, that's where the dollar EDs are. If they're if they're coming out of a personalized exchange, yes, you would not be able to do that. You'd have to basically yeah, move it out some, to it. We have some APT ready to pay uh, pay the Kanga, dude. Uh, you have money coming in. <laughs> uh, well, no, no, it's in it's, it's left. It Everything left. here right now is flowing the other way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, pretty cool. It, it's it's um, there's no code for this out. I didn't see anything in the source code available. Um, you know, take it for what you will. It is using CCTP, um, and uh, which has been pretty tested here, but maybe not with, uh, you know, with Noble. Uh, no ledger support yet. I tried it last night, failed. But uh, but yeah, pretty cool. Rama's asked whether he can instead be paid in Kanga bucks. Um, unfortunately, Rama, our um, our roadmap for implementing a a blind proof based uh, CBDC that we could pay you in anonymously uh, is about three years. So if you're prepared I mean, to wait and accrue a bit of interest, um, then I can furnish you uh, I maybe a bit less if you're prepared to use the command line. We could make we can maybe work something out. I can I can I could issue you some some proofs and you can redeem them with your central bank if they the- agree. The most genuine Kanga bucks available is actually beer. So that's probably more of a versatile currency in Australia. So technically, I could could take you to the pub, Rama, and pay you in schooners, except I don't know how the rest of the, the squad is going to contribute to that. That's a lot of beers as well. I mean, I've seen Wake and Fry. Not really. Not in Australia. <laughs> I'll see you, sir. I, well, I don't know. Like, what's, what's the going rate for a schooner of beer? Well, pints. Like a pint of the good shit is like, I don't know, 15 bucks. And what's 15 bucks in, in freedom bucks? Mm, 10 bucks. That's still quite a lot of beers. Although a good, a good weekend's drinking, you could maybe, you could maybe sink that out. I don't yeah. know. Like we, it's, yeah. I don't know. You can easily spend 200 bucks in a night though. 200 You're- US is 300 bucks. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, you could give it a stab. Those they 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 rack up quick, man. It doesn't take much to have like at least ten points. 
you can tell that you can tell that that, that I don't leave the house very much anymore because I'm just like, <laughs> but 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 in between getting the baby to bed, and then when I run out of energy and I just want to be asleep myself, there's only enough time to physically drink two liters of liquid, which is four pints. Like how how could you have ten? That would involve being up later or not in your house for longer mm, yes. bizarre bizarre concept although i have noticed now that the one beer at lunchtime when you're in the office has become we can have one more because the only time you're out of the house you're like this is fucking great let's have another beer with lunch and then you wonder why it's like 2 30 in the afternoon you've done fuck since you got back and you're like yeah it's because i don't drink anymore and i've just had two beers so i'm fucking drunk and just wasted an afternoon Let's go. Before being full-time crypto, the only bar to me not getting wanked during the day was the fact that I had to drive home at some point. So Yeah. I've noticed that you see that's the thing, like you can you can trick yourself when you ride, when you you get on the bike. Um, but I've noticed there's definitely a limit. About four pints and you start to go, hmm, this might not be safe. I probably should have got literally any other. Can you not get a DUI riding your bike while drinking in the UK? And you can't you get but you don't get a DUI, you can't get your license revoked kind of thing. Riding a bike has nothing to do with driving a car, they're different activities. Yeah, I think in Australia you would only get you get, a you get fine fine. for riding a bicycle drunk. You get okay. fine. You, US, you hit somebody and you're drunk, you go to prison on a bike. Okay. In the US yeah. you can get your license revoked if you're riding your bike and drinking. So. I think if you, like I think I genuinely I and mean, somebody can correct me on this. I think if you hit somebody with your bike because you were drunk while riding your bike, you would go to prison, but you would keep your driving license because they they are separate data points. You're like you're an idiot cyclist, but you might be a very 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 sensible car driver, um, and vice versa. Although of course you lose your driving license and you just continue to cycle. So you know YOLO. I think our I system think is like, more archaic in that. If you're riding a bike, similarly, if you're riding a skateboard and you're drinking, you can get your driver's license revoked. Because if you're on something that's not feet, then you are driving a vehicle. And that is just, it's black and very black and white with that. So anything that applies to vehicles, if you're on a skateboard, technically you're supposed to be on the road. It's illegal for you to be on the sidewalk because you are on yes, a vehicle. Uh, ooh, well, no, it's, 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 it, no, you know what, here it's super, it's super complicated. I think skateboards and roller skates, you should be on the pavement but you give way to other pedestrians. If you are in a bike on a bike, you're supposed to be in the road, anything over 25 kilometers an hour, you have to be in the road legally and you're not. So on a bike, you could like hop onto the pavement just to walk to like, uh, like cut off a corner or, or because the road wasn't safe. You could like ride on the pavement for like, I don't know, 50 meters or something. And that people would probably let you're not supposed to, but it would be kind of fine. But like, I think as soon as you can go over 25 kilometers an hour so like i guess some e-bikes then as soon as you if you took it on the pavement at all that would like instant fine points on your license um although it wouldn't be points on your license because i don't think you have to have a license plate for a scooter below 150 cc's um but anyway it's by the by the, the uk system is complex uh, except that it's kind of not you basically it's boys will be boys it's complex as soon as you try and work out whether anybody should be punished if you just assume boys will be boys but if you do anything with a car moped or motorcycle you're going to lose your license then that's the way to think about it um, it certainly that does not more sound better. boys will be boys yeah um the you know the, the but the, the but the thing is the american system makes kind of lots of, and there's a lot of places which extend that to other stuff too like i think in the czech republic like gun ownerships like that if you like 
a, a court like doing anything done with a gun they're like yeah we're just gonna take your driving license as well because you're obviously a fucking idiot um like this is a privilege you get it you get to have it but like you know all these things are contingent the car the gun the being able to get to work a contingent on you not being a fuck up so but um yeah as always citation needed on that one go 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 wikipedia that for yourself uh listeners apologies i think probably the safest way to get home via your own transport drunk would be a horse yep horse is pretty yeah, wow taking hot takes out here yeah you <laughs> just get on there and fucking <clears throat> sit and then they'll get home eventually because they wouldn't know where the food is yeah i i I, as somebody who doesn't own a horse or ride a horse, I could go along with that. I base my opinion on absolutely no practical experience of horses. Well, I mean, you don't have to operate it. It's got its own brain. Hey. <laughs> uh, and then it, it, you just, it'll go home and eat the grass. It's all good. So, more news, shall we? News. I never can get the emojis to trigger. Um, yes, let's do it. So, the, our next news point actually is related to a uh, friend of the podo. It's even sure she can trigger it. No effort. Any, whatever. Anyway, I'm over it. Um, what do you mean, even Schultze? Implying that I'm a sub citizen? No, no. Even but like, Schultz-y. like, like. So Null's webcam is actually quite good, right? I think your. No offense, Schultz, but yours is like a little bit below the general quality of Null's webcam. So I'm just like, uh, it's not a, it's not a webcam thing. It's a, I'm in the wrong ass place, and this, this shit doesn't like me. Um, probably has a hard time distinguishing between you and all of the crap in the background. There is a lot of crap in here at the moment. This is well, as as you may be aware, I I do multiple things for a living, and let's just say that I have a bunch of stuff that is current is not actually mine, and somebody needs to fucking come here and pick it up because it is now taking over my entire office. To the extent that I'm just like, I need to cycle into the office in order to get any work done because it's just, it's kind of like you just know there's all these boxes like creeping up on you when you're working. You're just typing away at the desk and you're like, like it, there's, uh, yeah, there's some kind of, like a cosmic horror element to, to what's going on behind me. So I appreciate it. God, it's, it's bad, isn't it? Um, but so next news item, uh, AA Dow, after a successful first year proposes an improved structure and atom allocation it is only putting 14 people on the payroll and one and one million dollars in atom bonuses that's rama's headline although i will say that i don't 14 are those 14 people full-time there's something weird with this um so the hot (coughs) take is like it one million for fourteen people. I don't think is really asking too much if they're doing it even part time, right? Like, ideally, it'd be full time, but there also be contracts. So you got to like round up, whatever, blah blah blah. Um, but I think the emphasis is really on the bonuses. They have a salary, and I believe they're receiving bonuses. Um, if I'm reading the the prop correctly, so it's more like like two point four million, I think, in total compensation for the fourteen people. Okay, that is quite a lot of money. Um... I'm just rereading the. Uh, you can probably tell I'm, just, I'm rereading the uh, the uh, the statement on the the hub forum. Okay, so Rama corrected me. It is 1.2 million in salaries and then 1 million in bonuses. Yeah, so 2.2 million going towards 14 people, which seems excessive. so. With the caveat here that so AA Dow is transitioning to being predominantly full time 
25% of the workforce full-time moving to 60% being full-time. So, I mean, 60% being full-time is still not, it's just majority, but it's not. Um, so the difficulty here, right, is that I don't think anybody sane should take money from a DAO like AA DAO or by extension Atom to quit their job and go full time unless they are guaranteeing you two years of salary up front and they're giving it to you in your hand. Like to quit an actual job in the real world and come do this shit. So sounds like a lot of money, but you're just like the the risk of just getting rugged in six months and then being like, well, this money's got to last me till I find a new job. Um, and, and, you know, maybe that's being overly paranoid because it'd be easy to find a new job. I don't know. It, but I guess you're kind of looking at the worst case scenario where this is a, a, a risky thing that didn't work out. It somehow looks bad to prospective future employers and you just have a gap on your CV. Um, I don't know. Like it, 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 it is, it is higher. It's still, it is still quite a lot of money though, isn't it? But well, it amounts to $160,000 or so each in compensation the year which isn't absurd like it's not crazy it's not crazy but also 60 percent well 60 percent of them is full-time now which means some are yes which means yeah so, so you've go got ahead. to assume that's skewed upwards for the people that are full-time and skewed downwards for the people that are part-time i guess hmm. so i don't know like it, in, in any case what like isn't their job just to like give grants yeah and then get fucking what? shit on twitter but um, why do they need 14 people? Like, that seems excessive in itself. Maybe we should invite someone from the AADAO on here and explain it to us. Yeah, Bendy. Well, we could explain. have asked Bendy. Bendy's left. No, no, Bendy. Bendy, bail- Bendy left. I wasn't being facetious. I, I wasn't. I mean, actually, we should invite someone like Yusuf. I've, I've, I've talked with him before. He might be someone we could bring on and be like, hey, what? so what's the sitch exactly? What's the sitch? Yeah. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. We could do that. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I I just, I look at what have they actually, and look, I'm no AA Dow um, uh, authority, but like reading through their proposal and them articulating what the, like the value they've actually provided back to Adam Holders um, wasn't evident to me. Uh, I don't they, think that's fair though. What they do you only mean? existed for they only existed for one year, and the runway to see the the change in value of Adam or for the products to be fully delivered, I think it's too quick to really. No, I, I mean, so I, I did say that you know I I feel like they struggled to articulate the value that they had provided. Um, ah, I, know, I see, I see, I see. For example, like the only oh. thing that I saw them cite was that they had um, some coin in the treasury that was part of a deal that was worth $22 million. So arguably you could not realize that for $22 million, but that's what they cite as their big win. Um, but, you know, and they're asking for $10 million, which obviously reduces that amount to, well, I don't think you could, anyway, but they, yeah. they didn't really, um, you know, say, but we have all of these other things in the pipeline that we've, done deals with with expected returns of you know whatever i think would have been a way to phrase uh their effectiveness in the role at least if that makes sense yeah and there's quite a lot to be honest a lot of these partnerships are fucking okay 
deep hot takes time here, but like, who gives a fuck about some of these partnerships? Oh, like, oh, Community Focus Web3 Coalition, Stanford Blockchain Club. Oh, Blockchain at Berkeley. Oh, how original. I don't think anybody's ever talked to blockchain about blockchain at Berkeley University before. Yeah, you, you need to spend like loads of money on that. You can just fucking turn up in a pirate hat and say, who wants to work in crypto? And a hundred fucking guys will start a blockchain company. Like, I, I don't know. I'm I'm being a prick. There's actually some also some good names in the in the partnerships list that, that aren't those ones. I'm just focused on being a prick because that is my, my job he, right here. Here might be a little bit of a prick move on my part. Why would you go with Anker for RPC provisioning within the cosmos? Why not go with like known providers like Rhino as an example? We know he put had puts has excellent provisioning for RPC yeah. services. Why would you go with Anker, some some someone completely outside of the ecosystem rather than someone internal? That <laughs> Yeah. And there's also like a bunch of like like oracles, super oracles. Okay, fine. Security audit audits are like, you know, whatever, man. Like it, it, yeah, and then also like the the whole the the trustee thing. There's like, oh, we interviewed a few companies and we decided to go with this British law firm that's going to cost fifty thousand pounds a year. And you're like, okay, they're going to cost fifty thousand pounds a year. What else are they bringing to that table? Because, like, I'm also not being a total fucking prick here when I say that like the there are a lot of problems with the way crypto is done and regulated in the UK. But there's also a lot of ex- there is actually a lot of legal expertise. Um, in terms of how you actually negotiate that within the context of the UK, and specifically the city of London, which is one of the largest financial hubs on the fucking planet. So that trustee, what are they bringing? I'm not an expert in every chartered accountancy in the UK, despite the amount we talk about accountancy uh, on this podcast. But these these folks like uh, Safri, whatever they're called, uh, what are they bringing to the to the table in terms of additional expertise? They took, there's a lot of stuff here about institutional investors. If if that is the goal, the state of goal, and it is one of the yeah, it says tradfi partnerships is a big pillar here. Your choice of legal firm, trustee, all that kind of stuff, you're doing it in the UK. Is that is that a city firm? What are their connections? What are their partnerships? What are you getting for your fifty thousand pounds, which is quite a lot of money? There's, I mean. I'm actually not against this proposal, to to be honest. I think in in general terms, it needs to be done. The number seems a bit high. There's some specifics where you can nitpick. I'm not in the room helping with who knows who and whatnot. So you know what the fuck do I know? You know, as always. But it it's kind of back to the difficulty is it's kind of a little bit back to the trust us and see right, which is, and that always boils down to like who do you know that you recognize on that committee to actually trust because the if you don't actually know somebody on it it's very hard to make that leap of trust that it is being looked at like you know we we know bendy we've spoken to bendy a lot if bendy said to me oh you know actually you know here's don't worry we've actually thought about a bunch of this stuff it's all super well worked out i'd be like you know actually bendy's professional i trust him you know whatever fine but then we're back to like ah all these DAOs and things they just rely on the politics of personality and they rely on you knowing people and being an insider to make an informed decision. And you're like, I mean, well, fuck, that's every human system, right? I shouldn't be complaining about that. That's just obvious. Come on, Frey. Well, I think, I think, I think, uh, so while it's fun to, to shit on this proposal, I think it's really easy to also make the argument for the price, right? So if we look at, you know, the, the market cap of Adam, let's see, it is currently, 
almost 3 billion. And this is 10 million for a year's worth of accelerators effectively, right? I know Osmosis is going for their um, their grants DAO here soon, and they are at 400 million and it's a, a sixth the size, I want to say. So, I mean, that's kind of in line with other networks and what they're spending, or at least other Cosmos-based networks. The the request of the salaries, I think, is is, is quite high. But other than that, like we're we're being critical, but it's not it's not unreasonable. Yeah. Or if you look at Terra, Terra before they stuff happened to them, uh, they want to put I think it was a hundred million that they are going to try and put towards grants, a hundred million, and they were they were granted granted above above what Adam is right now, but not enough to justify a ten x difference. So. There's there's some there's some comments in the chat about a variety of subjects related to this, like uh, you know the legal structure ridiculous, incorporate down the Marshall Islands. I, I would say the like we're we're not experts. This is not legal advice. We don't give financial advice. We don't give legal advice. But we do have legal and financial opinions on this podcast. Um, don't forget to like and subscribe and join our Patreon to get exclusive access to the Game of Nodes Discord, including merch and t-shirts. You're going to confuse only to Discord members. Because we, uh, we don't have a Game of Nodes Discord or a Patreon. <laughs> only, Game of Nodes merch is exclusively available to subscribers and our YouTube membership. Um, and you should get your orders in in the next two weeks so that they arrive before Christmas. Anyway. Um, on the subject of legal advice, the general tone of everything I've ever been told is that uh, whatever, you, whatever, and wherever you incorporate, the fact the the jurisdiction that you live in and you put your feet on that soil is where you are going to go to prison if you fuck up badly enough. So, um, I don't know why they pick the UK for the trustee stuff. I don't know how many people in AA doubt have any relationship with the UK. I. It, it, that's super weird but i guess at least one person must have done because they've gone well fuck it i'm going to prison here if i fuck up so may as well incorporate some of the legal structure here um i don't know also the city of london's really good for money laundering historically so maybe that's the other reason um not that aa dow is about money laundering just want to make that clear that that was a joke about money laundering and criminality anyway cool <laughs> sorry keep talking i'm just sitting here reading the comments <laughs> I like the one by uh, Jake. So Jake says for the for the listeners, uh, hot take AA DAO has been more effective than AIB and the ICF. How much money do those organizations spend on stuff, uh, admin and stuff? Quite a bit. Yeah, fair. I should really go look at the ICF uh, grant cycle. I'm really curious about it. They get so much heat that I, I just, I, I want to know more. I feel like me not knowing is a disservice to my constituents because as a governor, you're the mayor of fucking lavender town. <laughs> That's right, baby. <laughs> I hope it comes with a real fucking kick-ass hat. Like, um, sadly, none of my comedic hats are available within easy reach. Um, somewhere in this room, this very, very messy office, there is a sombrero. Um, which I don't know, is, can you get cancelled for wearing a sombrero these days? Possibly. Uh, there's also a pith hat, like from the film Zulu. There's one of those. Um, but I don't see it around. So um, on the on the news, hey, football, the 
on the news items, I noted, okay, now everybody's got a cool hat apart from me. Um, <laughs> it's fine. I'm not a hat guy. I, I can live with it. So um, I don't even have Rhino's. I don't even have Rhino's baseball cap. I have only my own baseball cap, which is a bit lame uh, too. I absolutely own. lost my Rhino cap. I, I have no idea what happened to it. Um, so the, the, the one that popped into the, the spreadsheet that really threw me was, uh, the U S regulators are coming for crypto node operators, right? Which I, I swear wasn't in there at the beginning of the episode has, uh, you know, appeared at some point. Oh, Hey, now has got a hat too. Happy this day. might be the biggest hat I've ever put on my head. It's a big hat. Uh, it is adjustable. I, I have a very big hat though. So that's why I think I had to buy, you know, big, big hats in order to, for them to even reasonably for those listening. Uh, everyone's wearing hats although Nell's now taking his off so um the uh the u.s regulators are coming from crypto node operators point is um mostly about the the u.s uh, dollars um anti-money laundering stuff so like the ofac and everything that's come off of the back of the tornado cash thing i don't actually understand i don't understand enough to understand fully where this has come from i guess this is this is like a working document um, from who? Uh, but so there's a legislative proposal for a new type of sanction, which applies to stable coins trading in US dollars, I think is my understanding of this news item that Rama has helpfully thrown in at some point. Um, and the the specific wording, I think, at the end of one of the, the bits of, of, of background fluff is um uh essentially people can say oh we just run stuff we we don't run it we don't know what it is smart contracts yada 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 um to resolve this issue um legislation could explicitly authorize ofac to designate particular blockchain nodes or networks rather than requiring they be a designated person's property or interest in property. So my 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 take my my takeaway from that is rather than having a block list you could effectively um pursue node operators specifically or entire networks um which you know is just back to the thing of like you know if you have a publicly auditable blockchain your funds are not fungible um in the long run because if you don't have privacy uh spend you don't you don't have shit really do you um but apparently we're all we're, all the u.s node operators are in trouble when they finally decide what to do about this and pass legislation and then decide how they're going to actually chase down node operators, which is probably about half past never, I would guess. Yeah. means no trouble at all. means we're doing good. <laughs> Shortsy looks really worried. Very worried. Very worried. This is definitely going to be affecting us within the, the next quarter. We're going to have to bring on board another 29 staff, mostly in marketing and legal affairs to, to to head this off at the pass, right? Yes, my panties are officially in a bunch. <laughs> I knew they would be. Um, I mean, this was going to look really, really fucking funny uh, <laughs> while wearing his privacy coin hat. Happy days. Um, yeah, this is going to look really, really funny when it turns out they do move really, really quickly and then we're all, we're all out of business in about six months' time. 